Patients are opening up to me, Corinne. They're sharing their dreams, their fantasies. They don't concentrate on the pain. What if a doctor becomes emotionally involved with a patient? What is wrong with that? That's the trailer from the 1998 Hollywood film about Dr. Patch Adams. It stars the late Robin Williams. And if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. But it's about an unconventional medical student who puts on a clown nose to help his sickest patients forget about their pain and diseases for a while. That film was over 20 years ago. These days, professionally trained therapeutic clowns are part of the overall medical team at many hospitals around Canada and in Israel and around the world. In Montreal, you can find a clown who goes by the name Cookie LaBelle, brightening up the day for patients living at Maimonides, one of the country's largest Jewish long-term care homes. And she works elsewhere, too. Behind the red nose, you'll meet Naomi Crashton. She's a trained theater actor, a singer, a dancer, and she's the only Jewish professional therapeutic clown in Canada the granddaughter of Holocaust survivors. And despite 16 months of COVID and meeting her patients mostly on Zoom, Crashton is bringing joy whatever way she can. Two of us on the screen singing and a, a resident dancing with a staff member in the middle of, you know, the common area at Maimonides. Was, and she was smiling from ear to ear. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. After Naomi Krajdan graduated from York University with her theatre degree, she went on to star on stage in musicals in Toronto, and she received first-rate reviews as Fancy Nancy at Montreal's Siegel Centre. These days, her stage has been in hospital wards, and children and the elderly are her audience. Coming up, we'll chat with Naomi about her Jewish roots and how they help her make connections with her patients. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. The leader of Canada's embattled Green Party, Annamie Paul, says she's not quitting, even though it's been a tumultuous few weeks where factions in her party have been trying to get rid of her. Paul held a campaign-style news conference in Toronto Monday in a park in the riding of Toronto Centre where she hopes to run again in the next federal election, whenever that's called. She announced that for now, the party brass won't hold a leadership review and they won't hold a confidence vote either. But they're still making it tough for her as the first black leader of a federal party who's a woman and also Jewish. She's been stripped of her office staff and the party won't finance her campaign. But Paul hopes people will focus now instead on other more important things instead of infighting, like climate change. The Green Party's been plagued with problems, but they exploded in May over Paul's stance on Israel and Hamas. At the time, she wanted a de-escalation of the fighting and a return to peace talks. But some of her party wanted her to condemn Israel's treatment of the Palestinians. And you'll remember how one of her three sitting MPs, Jenica Atwin, called Israel an apartheid state and then jumped ship and joined the federal liberals and promptly dialed back that anti-Israel stance. I asked Anami Paul at the media conference whether she had had to dial back her own personal views on Israel and Palestine. It's a question of whether I will be judged for my actions and what I have actually said, um, or whether uh, other things, which I'm very proud of and also can't control, like the fact that uh, I'm a Jewish woman, uh, enter, into, enter into play. Um, being critical of Israel is not anti-Semitism. 
Um, it absolutely is not. I have never suggested uh, that it is. Um, but I will say that it has as I, been very difficult to me to see uh, the, the questioning of my commitment to international law and to universal human rights uh, in this context or in any context. Although Naomi Krajan did not go to medical school to become a frontline worker, she is one now, and it makes sense, kind of, because her family is in the health profession. Her father and brother are both doctors, and her mother is a nurse. Naomi Krajan joins me now. Okay, so let's go back in time a little bit before we talk about what you're doing now and tell everybody how you got into this unusual profession. Ah, yes, it is an unusual profession. (laughs) Um, Well, I started you know, dancing at the age of four and I, I got into theater professionally pretty early and studied theater in university. And then I started branching out to different different art forms and got into clown in my 20s. And always, uh, I had some experiences growing up in the hospital or seeing my grandparents in long-term care homes uh, that were isolating and felt challenging to see my grandparents alone and to be alone myself in the hospital. And uh, I thought, this is a place where there needs some, some, something to shake things up, some emotion, some pleasure, some joy. Um, just because I'm sick or just because they're in a long-term care home doesn't mean they don't have a spirit left. You know, so I always sort of wanted to go into something good with the arts, and I was interested in therapeutic clown once I heard about it. And it was a long process, and I moved to Montreal for love and uh, started training with a clown teacher here and learning French. And then in 2018, I joined Dr. Clown here, Fondation Dr. Clown. What kind of things do you have to do as a therapeutic clown that, you know, a clown, a magic clown that goes to kids parties doesn't do? We get lots of training on the therapeutic elements, how to touch properly and how to use touch in a therapeutic way, how to sense all around you um, the room, how to work with the parent of a child, how to work with the staff. So how does a clown uh, add to the already, you know, uh, big staff of the doctors, the nurses, the orderlies, you know, what's your job? One, we bring joy wherever we go with whoever we're with. We're in the present moment with whatever's there, whatever emotion, whatever experience is happening. If there's anger, if there's joy already, if there's sadness, we, we, we see it, we're with it, we're present to it. And then we move on from there or transform it or go into it. And then the third thing is really important. We work to empower our clients. So we knock before we go in any room. The patient, the client is allowed to say no. And if they say no, we say goodbye. Sometimes we play and we walk past and we'll say, still a no? Okay, bye. (laughs) Still a no? Okay, bye. Um, But we respect the no. Because in the hospital setting, you know, someone has to come in and take blood and things are urgent and can't always ask. And for a senior, there's a lot of loss of agency. And I haven't asked you about your your character. Can you tell us if you only play one or two or like who who are you as a clown? In the night, we dress for the 1950s, for example. We sing Elvis and uh, Louis Armstrong and, and sort of some of the music that fits in a, in a reminiscence type of 
way. And I've had many, uh, many people tell me, oh, I wore that dress or, oh, I had those shoes or, oh, this song reminds me of when I was dancing with my husband and lots of beautiful, beautiful moments. So Uh, you're the only Jewish therapeutic clown in Montreal. How does that inform your performance if, um, you know, connecting perhaps with seniors in a Jewish way that maybe your colleagues may not know? For me, um, we had a beautiful moment with a resident. It was on Passover. It was, and I had my box of matzah next to my screen and uh, I wished a man, a, a lovely gentleman, happy Passover. And he, he said back, he's not someone who speaks regularly and he said back happy Passover and uh the recreation specialist was like oh my god I haven't heard him speak in over a year and and um so we had some you know we've had some beautiful Jewish connections for sure after having gone through this long period you did personally lose some clients I know this must have been extremely hard for you what was that process like It was very challenging because usually we're used to seeing death and we're used to seeing decline and and we're also used to seeing success. So a children, a child who can leave the hospital because they're doing better. And so we couldn't see sort of life pass in a normal way and we couldn't prepare and grieve with our partner if we're watching something or, or if we're a part of something difficult, a difficult moment. Um... So it was very challenging for sure. Okay, so now uh, Quebec is reopening. Um, what does that mean for how busy you're getting and, and uh, how you know, you're going forward with your, with your profession? So now that things are opening a bit, we've started some outdoor visits again, cheering on staff during the uh, shift change and going into gardens. That's going to happen very soon. Uh, some places will let us in very soon as well. Um, now that we've... You know, the the artists have had vaccines and the residents have had vaccines. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. If you want to learn more about where Naomi Krajden works, you can check out the links in our show notes to Dr. Clown Foundation. Today's listener shout-out goes to Havoc Franklin of Toronto. And we'll end the episode with a little more of Annamie Paul's news conference when I asked her whether her being Jewish had anything to do with why the Green Party is the only Canadian federal party that issued a news release Monday remembering the AMIA bombing in Argentina that killed 85 Jewish victims in 1994, which was the subject of our episode on Monday. You know, when we make statements, we make statements uh, recognizing, you know, recognizing that there are certain events, whether it's here or internationally, that have a particular significance to people in Canada. Um, I am very proud of my identity, and uh, I won't hesitate to acknowledge our holidays the same way that I acknowledge holidays from other religions and other cultures. I'm not going to hesitate, um, you know, to pose online with my sons eating Havantashen at the holidays and with our Seder plate at, at Passover. That is part of who I am, and as I said, part of what I bring to politics.